0: Well, so my recommendation is that anyone attempting to leave the mountain should be shot on sight.
4: Hello, good evening, and welcome to Gatecast episode 242. I am <laughs> assured by Mike, uh, and one year less than my own age, apart from the 200-bit, obviously. And we have some guests who are in the same room, but on an entirely separate microphones, so and we're not having any technical issues at all. However, we don't actually have Mike tonight.
2: Yes, that is correct. That was his voice, though.
4: We recorded last night. Give the man a break. Even if I've managed to burn through 10 episodes of season 4 of Teen Wolf in three and a half days, was studying between five and six hours a day in Swedish.
2: More power to you, bud.
4: On the bright side, you might hear more countdowns in Finnish if I didn't do well enough in the Swedish exam.
5: No, today's has to be Irish, though.
4: Yes, I figured that, Adriana. (laughs) If you say that, you have to look up and to the right and say, Tradition?
5: No, I don't.
4: Yes, you do. It's a Discworld thing.
5: I'm not in Discworld.
4: My podcast, my rules.
5: Mike's going to edit you out anyway. Probably. Unless you embarrass yourself or make an Amanda Tapping comment.
4: Inappropriate Amanda Tapping comment. Appropriate Amanda Tapping comments are edited until they sound inappropriate. (laughs) (laughs) However, in fairness... He did include the fact that I got to ask her a question at DragonCon. Or not at DragonCon, a Phoenix Comic Con.
5: What question did you ask?
4: Uh, I introduced myself, mentioned the gay cast, and then said, uh, myself and my co-host were starting to wonder about what we have come to call the course of Sam Carter, and she interrupted me in a British accent and said, I know not of which you speak. <laughs> she said Pete was her idea. Because oh. it seemed unfortunate that every guy she dated that wasn't Jack died in Washington now. So now that she's not under his direct command.
2: Yeah. I think she's still under his command because I think he's, isn't he a uh, uh, home world security? So that would include the Stargate program.
4: All right. This episode is entitled 200. Mike will do his magic and insert some assorted audio background, director, writer, etc. stuff within the credit sequence but we can still chat while the credit sequence is on because he'll also edit and put it somewhere else where there might be some dead air
5: i'll say we're gonna do that anyway chat during the credit sequence it was the dawn of the 20th anniversary of babylon 5 the year the great war to free bab 5 came upon us all this is the story of the last of the babylon podcasts the year is 2014 The name of the place is The Babylon Project
2: Podcast. Hi, this is Raul from The Babylon Project Podcast. Jim and I would like to invite you to join us as we celebrate the 20th anniversary of one of the most important sci-fi series of all time, Babylon 5. We'll be making our way through all five seasons with commentary and thoughts and a little bit of fun. Find us at BabylonProjectPodcast.wordpress.com or you can find us on iTunes. Look forward to hearing from you. And remember, no boom today, boom tomorrow. There's always a boom tomorrow. Well, shall we get on with it?
4: Yes, I mentioned this last night when we were recording about this time. I had images of that scene from Monty Python's quest for the Holy Grail where rather meaning of life where everyone is shouting, get on with it. Could it be in Holy Grail, actually?
2: No, I'm pretty sure that's meaning of life.
4: Right. Ever a three, ever a doe, ever a hain. Clicky
2: Previously on Stargate SG-1
4: And that's a nice
2: ship
5: It's pretty
4: Oh look who it is <laughs>
5: Four excellent
0: heroes
2: One hole of cream
5: Oh, oh man I love how they
2: are flying yeah.
6: <laughs> As a matter of fact it does say colonel on my uniform <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: It's what I do <laughs> He sold the idea to the studio
4: <laughs> Ah the late Thomas Davis
1: yes
5: oh yeah i miss him
4: i've uh, got the forest <laughs> memorial don s davis auction
2: oh wait this is new
5: <laughs> we are the furlings
2: we thought we'd never get to meet you, <laughs> you <are. laughs> the
5: furlings
2: <laughs> mix between ewoks and teddy bears yeah pretty much
3: dynamic
4: loop is feeding back into the planet's core. Oh, Anubis. Hmm. This is definitely not. So they abandoned
2: ship?
5: Yeah. they like, oh man. They're about to blow up. We're out.
4: That wasn't the lift from Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs>
7: <laughs> I love jam.
4: <laughs> oh, Vala.
7: Vala, oh, I love her. I
4: love Vala. Vala, of course, looks gorgeous. Vala could wear ashes and sackcloth and still look stunning.
3: Well, that's true. Okay, okay, it makes the characters look stupid. Yeah. I mean, do you really think the best way to introduce the heroes of the story is to show them causing a massive catastrophe?
8: That's realistic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's realistic. Good point, Cameroon. It is. Why am I doing this? To make sure that the Air Force is being properly represented, and because General O'Neill has requested
2: you specifically. Of course he did. Of course General Liao has requested it.
5: <laughs> That's exactly what Daniel says.
2: I believe this is intended to be a television movie.
8: A fictionalized albeit slightly ridiculous version of Stargate Command is an excellent cover for the real thing in the event of a security leak.
3: Plausible deniability. I'm sorry, sir. Did you say
5: slightly ridiculous?
4: Right. Uh, I wonder is that was that a hint?
5: Future come?
2: Yeah, possible.
4: Did they know they'd been canceled at this point? <laughs> Mike will probably drop in with actual information at this stage.
2: More than likely they have since it's a good way through season 10.
3: Anyway, I'm not even in this. You know, the really unbelievable part is that anyone would consider spending millions of dollars on this
2: thing. Aww, oh, poor Vala. And yet, Sci-Fi Channel spent millions of dollars on the series and it was amazing.
4: That's not a dig, is it? No. Because uh, there was such great competition, I read the wiki, there was just great competition to write the episode. That
8: movie
2: out of a series that only
8: lasted three episodes.
2: It allegedly
8: performed well
2: on DVD.
5: Series only lasted three episodes. Uh,
2: but it was well on DVDs, so unlike Firefly and They're a of, few others.
6: They are a bunch of pencil pushing, bean counting idiots. You tell them if they don't like it, I'm gonna take it somewhere else.
4: Why does he have a walking stick? You
6: know, Big pimpin. Stick. Last part, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, movie, not clip show. Uh (laughs) Who had a walking stick?
4: He looked like he had a walking stick the way he was carrying that.
2: Just a briefcase.
6: Cell coverage is just terrible in
4: here. Your cell coverage is terrible? 42 levels down in a mountain, of course the cell coverage is terrible.
7: Well, it certainly seems to be packed full of jam.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Packed full of jam.
5: It's packed full of
2: jam.
6: Brought in the other writers. I thought you were the producer. Yeah, the real one.
2: <laughs> of course you're the real Just one. Naturally. I,
6: I trust you guys. That's why I'm here. Just tell me what you think.
4: It sucks. I'm not sure there's going to be a credit sequence. We're nearly four minutes in. It eventually gets there.
6: Don't be afraid. Just pitch them out. We
8: call it spinning. Don't worry, no one's going to judge you.
4: Ah, some ideas.
8: Okay, for starters... I think you need a strong opening title sequence. Are you serious? No one does that anymore. You just throw up the title and
6: get
5: on with it.
2: And do title sequence. Yeah.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Nope, just throw up the title and get on with it.
4: Shortest title sequence ever. Ah, the zombie invasion. Yes. Because who
5: doesn't like some zombies in their sci-fi?
4: And slow-mo. We're going to have slow-mo. There's Siler.
5: It's not a Stargate episode if not getting hurt somehow.
4: Yeah. Walter,
8: dial 447! The only way to stop this is to get the device
4: back to the planet. Oh, and that probably was Siler. Ah, oh, Walter.
5: Walter! <laughs> Walter's getting eaten by zombies. Jump. Who's <laughs> the funniest zombie scene I've ever seen. Why is he shooting them in the head? Because if he shoots them in the head, it stops them. Bam, bam.
6: Look, uh... No offense, but zombies have been done
8: to death.
4: And that's not a pun at all.
6: <laughs> no,
8: yeah, pun, pun, pun.
4: Yeah. It's
8: not horror. Did I mention the towel check device? Because that's what turned them into zombies. Oh. Sorry. Go for Marty. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
5: Go for Marty. Huh.
4: And that's a nod to, I believe, Tom Cruise's film.
6: Just out of curiosity, what was the rest of the team doing while your character was fighting the zombies?
2: <laughs> yes.
6: Awkward silence.
4: T interested?
6: <laughs> Son of a bitch. Pseudo executives, huh? What? Oh, no, Charlie? He's a great guy. He's the only one I trust. So what's the problem then? Our lead backed out. I mean, how am I supposed to tell a
8: story without my lead character? Easy, just bring in a character to replace him.
2: Um <laughs> just like theories did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, this episode is just so hilarious in its own self because it picks up their own series. This was a concern. When they were making the episode, they wanted to mention Jack, but they weren't
4: sure if Claudier would actually come in for it. Sure he would, of course. I think he enjoyed the series. Yeah, but they didn't know that when they were writing it.
6: Cool, like, um, face switching or body swapping.
7: <laughs> As if anyone would believe that. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Come on, you guys must have some real-life experiences I can draw on.
3: Oh, well, it, it was that time that Colonel O'Neill was invisible.
4: So Which is entirely invented.
2: Yes, but yeah. it's a totally great mini-episode they throw in here. Of course.
3: See, you were in the engine room standing right next to it when the device was turned on. That would account for the minute traces of radiation we've been picking up from you. But the good news is, I think I found a way to reverse the process. We have to go back to the mothership and get the cloaking
6: generator.
1: Sam, who are you talking to?
3: Oh, Colonel O'Neill. I was just explaining to him how we're going to make him visible again. No, you're not.
4: Daniel's going to point out that he's not actually there. Uh, and he's not
2: there. Yep.
3: I can't believe he did that to me again. Yeah.
6: <laughs> <laughs> be the least of our problems, now getting Jack to help. That's going to be the hard part.
3: Oh, don't tell me.
2: Oh, yes. He likes being invisible. <laughs> 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 who would want to be invisible? It's awesome. <laughs> oh,
5: God. Who's driving the truck?
2: <laughs> Wonder, is that that dog? Might be.
6: We should be able to determine the most important thing in the universe.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Snoring? Yeah.
5: I just want
1: to poke around.
5: <laughs> just poke can. around, see if you can find him. Sir, are you there?
4: Absolutely not.
1: <laughs>
3: nope. <laughs>
2: you cannot remain this way, O'Neill. Why not? What has he got in his hand? A coffee mug, it looks like.
1: I can sneak around all I want, totally undetected. I give us the element of surprise.
2: The bottom line? <laughs> uh huh.
1: I can do more for this planet, invisible, than I ever could as my own sweet, salient self. <laughs> <laughs> I assume I'm staring at you stoically.
2: Yes, I'm staring at you stoic.
1: <laughs> not buying it, eh?
2: No. You are most transparent, you. Oh, really? Oh, most You're transparent. running puns. Good one. <laughs> I can see right through
8: you. Don't.
4: <laughs> oh, stop, please, for
5: the love of God, stop. Okay, why is it that when Teal <laughs> makes a pun, it's funny, not stupid?
2: Because they're actually intelligent, to a degree. <laughs>
4: Oh, and they're rather bumbling, aren't they?
5: Well, they are Jafar. I
4: don't think Jack could hit that hard.
1: <laughs> Hello? Hand signals? I'm waving you over. <laughs>
3: You're invisible.
2: How can we see hand signals? Okay,
1: I've
3: made the necessary adjustments. All I have to do now is initiate the sequence. Whee! Okay. <laughs> Let's
4: do it. You gotta wonder what he's wearing, if anything. Probably Hopefully his he's uniform.
2: his uniform, yeah. <laughs> Uh. Oh yeah,
8: this is better. I <laughs> <laughs> feel like kind of a cheat. Maybe it's best just not to mention the guy at all.
4: Well, that's a good idea.
8: Yeah.
6: Besides, invisibility can be very powerful. You might not want to open that can of worms. You don't want your heroes to become too powerful.
3: Well, you could always invent some negative side effects.
4: Hmm. Oh, that's not a You're reference. To
2: oh yeah. Visible.
6: Okay, that's it. SG1, you are cleared to leave. Yay! They can't leave. They haven't finished reading my script. It's funny. I thought it said General on my uniform. <laughs> so made another one. What are you talking about? I thought you said it was going to be fun.
3: Not after his zombie idea got shut down. Ooh,
2: Hunnet Wormhole Dream.
8: Someplace pretty important, huh?
2: Yeah.
8: It's just a recon mission, isn't it? Just a recon mission. This is no simple recon mission. This is no less than my 200th trip through the gate. Really? counting? You bet.
4: Oh. <laughs> no, of course not.
0: I believe this is far from your 200th mission, Colonel Mitchell.
8: I didn't say 200th mission. I said 200th trip through the gate. That's counting off-world gates back and forth pretty much any time I cross the event horizon.
2: First mention of 200.
5: I'm keeping count. <laughs> <laughs> the big
2: 2 Let's get both of those. mm <laughs> Oh. And at what point do we... Oh, everything <laughs> shuts down it looks so sad where's Walter it's not Walter so that's why it messed up
1: quickly
5: come on it. <laughs> and Marty's like hey come back
2: <laughs> indeed <laughs> ah oh replicators oh, the yep field is activated.
8: we don't make it through the will be stuck here forever
2: no I think that already was 10 seconds oh dear
8: okay this
1: could be a problem Ah, it's close huh oh yeah are you serious what how, how did we escape
2: <laughs> it doesn't matter
6: fine they 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 how did they escape
8: isn't it obvious even if the valley wasn't filled with jaffa we could never have made it to the gate and dialed out in under 10 seconds
2: try 30 minutes maybe so what yeah
6: 30 seconds maybe not such a round number how about 38 what difference does it make i mean it's not like you're gonna have an actual ticking clock on the screen that's brilliant. Hmm. That's
2: ridiculous.
6: <laughs> Trust me, Jeopardy plus Ticking Clock is box office. It's the E equals MC squared of the entertainment world. Ask any executive.
2: Uh-huh. Yes, Martin, of course. I guess that's why all the bombs have a ticking clock on them, so you know what's going on. Mm-hmm.
6: Dire than this before. He has a point. So show the actual escape. Oh, no, no, no. You can't give away too much too early. It'll step on the ending.
4: Well, that's too expensive. <laughs> <laughs>
6: ...doesn't say this
8: is a problem. He could say something like,
6: this should be easy. How many times do I have to tell you, it's not you. Colonel Danning is based on Colonel O'Neill.
5: Ouch, slap in the face.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh.
3: We're running another diagnostic, but right now we're stumped. Power's getting through to the capacitors, but for some reason, the charge isn't holding. That's causing the control crystal to send feedback into the interface and reset the programming code of the base computer's dialing protocol.
1: Whoa,
6: that was awesome! Say that again.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no.
6: Uh, everybody, take five. I-, I gotta get that down before I forget it. The power getting to the flux capacitor, but feedback is not feeding back into the
5: feedback. Uh for a Everybody takes five like they're paying attention to him in the first place. He's right about that. You're an alien,
7: right? Exactly, and I know just what this movie needs.
6: So, how would you know what sci fi fans from Earth would be interested in? Good
4: question.
7: Aren't you also an alien?
6: Yeah, but I've been.
7: Uh
2: huh. (laughs)
7: Look, I think I know a good story when I hear one. Don't you want this movie to appeal to a broad range of people?
5: From Earth.
6: Yeah,
4: this is Claudia's idea.
5: Oh, yes. Was it really?
4: Yeah, probably
6: not, yeah, but... Okay. Shoot. Give me your best one.
7: Right. I was in a stolen cargo ship on my way home when a solar flare from a nearby star wreaked havoc with my navigation system, and I was forced to crash land on the nearest planet.
2: Intrigued. <laughs> Ooh. I
7: crashed right <laughs> on top of the gold who ruled that planet. Oh!
2: And here is our Oz reference. Yep. It's been a while since we had a good Oz reference.
7: Yeah, but this
5: isn't even a
2: subtle Oz reference. Yeah. Oh, Sam...
5: Very long hair.
6: Yeah.
7: She told me the legend of a powerful ascended being who supposedly lived in some distant, far-off mountains through a treacherous forest. Look, I don't
6: have all day. Cut to the chase.
7: All right. I met up with a number of my friends along the way, and
6: after a dangerous
7: and eventful journey, we finally come face to face with the ascended being.
6: What can what I do I for you?
2: And of course, <laughs> a nice, pleasant landry. Yep. And it's the Atlanta set.
7: A regular part, if you catch my drift.
4: Oh yes, a regular part.
7: And uh, these guys have their own issues. Boys?
2: <laughs> that's not hinting at all. <laughs>
6: that's the Wizard of Oz.
2: Yeah. uh-huh. Oh.
7: You've seen that one?
6: Uh, yeah. Oh, that's my phone. Martin Lloyd.
7: <laughs> I didn't hear it ring. <laughs>
6: It's on vibrate.
7: <laughs> uh, yes, go ahead. I can sing.
6: Oh.
8: I can sing.
4: Keep up, he
2: can.
8: Can you sing old. well? Not well. Samantha, 200 is waiting.
2: Oh, we there's we Walter. There's Walter.
8: Permanently damage the gate. And how can something work perfectly fine for 10 years, and then all of a sudden it doesn't work anymore? I don't know.
5: Okay, try it now. See, just because Walter is at the controls does not mean it's going to work. Uh, we're getting some
6: strange power readings here, Colonel. Uh-oh. Shut it down.
3: It's not responding. The gate's drawing massive amounts of energy into its capacitors. Close the blast door and the iris.
2: And who's in the gate room still, of course? Siler. Of course. Actually. Or headed into the gate room, shall we say.
3: I can't shut it down. Siler, manually cut the power.
4: Yep, Siler's gonna get zapped.
5: That's his job, isn't it?
2: Ow. Ow. Yeah, ow.
5: Why does this always happen to me?
4: (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if that was the actor's idea. Probably. Jack's done
1: double? Yep.
3: So the capacitors are overloading. We have to get out of here now.
1: Hurry.
5: I bet this episode had a... Oh, they went to the mountain. Boom. And that is the end of Act Two. I bet this episode had a whole lot of actor input.
2: Oh, I'm sure. <laughs>
5: no possible hope for survival. Cool, huh? I just wrote it based
6: on what's going on with the gate. I love it when art imitates life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're alive in the next scene. Oh, I just haven't fixed that part yet. I'm thinking I can backsell it and say you were beamed out at the last second. Beamed out?
2: And how convenient it's happened so many times in the TV series? Sure, Martin.
6: another character points out how convenient it is Hmm. Dr. Levant can say wow that was great timing that way the audience knows I intended for it to be convenient and we move on
8: really
2: Hmm.
6: okay where were we
2: scene 24
6: oh great one of my favourite scenes go ahead
4: this is half Star Trek and half Galaxy Quest
7: Interior bridge. The crew mans their stations.
3: I'm picking up a strange energy anomaly, Colonel. It appears the singularity is about to explode. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Although,
5: hey, look at Teal.
2: Yeah.
8: (laughs) Can you reverse the polarity?
5: I'll do my best. (laughs) Oh, God. Warp speed.
2: The ear microphone. (laughs) Oh, gosh.
5: No, I'm pretty sure the sound effect with the fortaceous blinking was worse. Fixing a bloody miracle! Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. What?
6: Okay, one, that's Star Trek, and two, it's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.
4: Yes.
3: Everything about that statement is wrong.
6: How exactly is having weapons at maximum gonna help the situation? The audience isn't gonna know the difference. They love weapons at maximum
2: uh-huh
8: never underestimate your audience they're generally sensitive intelligent people who respond positively to quality entertainment
0: i do not understand why everything in this script must inevitably explode look
2: because people love it of course they do <laughs>
4: Not to the fans even if it's a sarcastic <laughs> <one>. yeah <laughs> hmm.
6: more explosions better trailer better trailer more viewers Hmm. Uh-oh. Yeah, go for Marty. Oh, hey, Nora.
2: So does this what? actually harken back to the actual series? Possibly.
6: Tell them to stop panicking. We're gonna sign him. Don't worry. I already put in a call to his manager. We'll, uh, we'll get back to you.
2: Oh, yes. Bye. Oh, <laughs> These are awesome.
6: No, Nora, she's great. But, uh, since Nick Marlowe is holding out... One of the new junior executives at the network has suggested we recast the whole movie with younger, edgier versions of the team. Can you imagine that?
4: Well, it was suggested. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh.
6: Yo, dog, what you do that for? Dude, that hot chick was so totally a go. Duh, I was still gonna tap that.
2: Oh, it, dude. <laughs> oh, I so oh, teen movies. Uh
5: <laughs> That's terrible.
2: So, where's the young Daniel?
5: Yo, Wonderbread. You got that address figured out yet? Wonderbread?
2: <laughs>
5: See? I'm like translating as fast as I can.
6: I'm so sick of being treated like some sort of object to be worshipped. I'm a real person with real feelings.
4: Oh, God. Thanks. Yes.
8: I don't think Mitchell likes me anymore. I'm pregnant. <laughs> uh
3: uh-uh. uh. No. Nope. I agree with Sam. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Where's she gonna find a latte in the base?
7: We were in a cloaked cargo ship on a simple three
6: hour reconnaissance mission. Gilligan's Island, right? <laughs> three hour reconnaissance mission. Piece of advice if you're gonna rip something off, think of something a little more obscure.
5: Oh.
4: Okay. Oh,
6: that's just nasty. But they're going to have
5: our move on to the planet if we don't... <laughs> I love that, though. It's Everybody hilarious.
4: <laughs> well, let's face it. Who else were you going to have as dark with with you? Oh, son
7: of
2: Hasmata! Oh. So does that qualify as a Thor reference? And does Mark get paid for that one, too?
6: Uh. Oh, give me a break I just got a text message from the studio The foreign distributor went bankrupt They're slashing my budget
8: In a text message? This totally screws up the end of Act 3 What happens at the end of Act 3?
6: With these cuts, not much Act 3 just ends
2: The end of Act (laughs) 3 End. Is this Act 4? I'm assuming so
3: we're trying a full reset of the system, sir. Why didn't they try that like hey. 10 minutes
7: ago?
2: Speed of plot. Speed of plot. <laughs>
3: Why did not you just give
7: them your mission files? And they're classified. So? Didn't you say that no one on your planet would believe this was all real anyway?
3: Even still, do you know how many mission files there are?
8: 1,263. Hopefully 64 by the end of the day. Actually, it's 1,264 already. Huh. <laughs> 65. Dollars, 63. Pretty sure I've read all the files recently.
3: Actually, you haven't read 30185.
0: Really? <laughs> What's
5: that? We can't tell you. That's so mean! You haven't read the smile, but we can't tell you why. Mm-hmm. What is 30185?
8: We were sworn to secrecy. <laughs> That's just true. Well, why even mention it to me if you're not going to tell me what it is?
2: 1969.
8: Yeah. Oh yeah, we can tell you.
3: What has to do with the time that the gate sent us back to 1969?
8: Well, I can't have anything to do with May. I wasn't born till a year later. Actually, it was nine months before he was born. What?
3: You have to remember, he was the 60s.
8: I do. Come on, you have to have known that Jack's always taken an interest in your life. Jack Jack O'Neill. <laughs> <laughs> more allusion
2: to Jack and Uh, Mitchell's yeah
7: wait are you saying
8: that Jack O'Neill is my daddy
2: all starting to make sense now isn't it
1: Mm.
8: (laughs) oh I'm being punked aren't I
4: (laughs) this is a wind up
6: I can't believe it the whole cast heard Marlowe is holding out for more money now they're all joining in where do they think it comes from? Canada? How am I supposed to do a movie without any actors?
8: Carter, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but is it not a fact of parallel dimension physics that each of us exists somewhere in some universe in whatever way, shape, or form we can imagine?
3: Any way, shape, or form we can imagine, we've seen it for ourselves.
8: There you go. Use your imagination. Ah,
4: Thunderbirds.
2: Hmm. Oh, no.
4: Oh, yes.
5: Oh god Alright people
1: We created this multi-billion dollar facility Under Cheyenne Mountain So that we can use this thing (laughs) Anyone know how?
7: (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
4: Sir
1: We thought you knew I do know this We need to put together a team Starting with the most beautiful Battle ready scientific genius I know and Dr. Samantha Carter.
3: Reporting for duty, sir.
1: What can you tell us, Captain?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I do like this sequence here.
3: Creates a stable wormhole between superconducting rings that have been placed in fixed positions elsewhere converts matter into energy at the event horizon.
2: Oh, that fits Sam all right. The puppets were
4: made by the same company that made the puppets for Team America, World Police.
5: That doesn't surprise me. Mm.
4: And cost $25,000 a piece. Wow. See, Mike, I read the wiki. <laughs>
0: Get to it. Gold Star for Alan. Next, we need a bookworm
1: adventurer who can say brains and guts in 27 languages. Dr. Daniel Jackson. Why have I been brought here? This is not a. <laughs> <laughs> I oh my mind. god. Yes. Oh
4: dear. Oh, That's not oh, back to the of the gods.
1: This big ring was discovered in the sands of Egypt near Giza. And I was right. The pyramids really were landing sites for interplanetary starships and enslaved primitive human populations by posing
6: as their gods.
2: Well, this is one way to introduce the cast. We found the ring in the sand.
6: These symbols, they look familiar. They're like constellations, don't you see? Here.
4: Everyone's just... (laughs) Yeah.
6: If each symbol represents a specific point in space, then six of them would create a sort of box.
5: (laughs) (laughs) That is so wrong. Yeah.
4: What, that line coming out the middle of his bald head?
2: And he did have a bit of a mullet in the movie, didn't he? Yeah. Over here, Doctor Jackson. Of course. Yeah. Ah, Walter. Yeah, say at least Walter got a doll. Yeah, we have Popeye, Walter.
6: Wait. Oh yeah.
2: That's definitely a box.
6: We found the ring in Egypt. The pyramid represents Earth. This symbol has to be the point of origin.
0: It was under our noses the whole time. So stupid. (laughs) (laughs) This This is terrible.
2: Isn't it? Yes.
4: now, is this gonna look like Jack?
2: Or is it going to? Look
4: with different? one or two L's.
1: I thought I told you I retired. Oh. I thought you said you were tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a matter of fact, I am a little tired. There's no time for that now. You have a mission to lead. Right!
5: It looks <laughs> like Jack.
1: Sergeant, make it spin. Spin? Sir, it doesn't spin. What?
4: <laughs> the jacket and everything. Make, it, Make spin. it spin.
1: Spin. Spin. I'm the general. I want it to spin. Now. Yes, sir.
4: Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
6: look at that.
2: Chevron One is lit up. Of course, it's lit up. up <laughs> <laughs>
4: Now that is a reference to the <laughs> wow, two part documentary episode. Can we make it spin? It's cool. Steam comes out of it and everything. Of course, this is stock footage of the gate.
1: Bald, mysterious, you know, the warrior type with lots of, you know, muscles.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay,
2: that describes, steel, of course.
1: <laughs>
3: Astronomical. No, well,
4: we'll see. Of course, we'll.
1: Chevron 7.
4: Also lit up. Also lit up.
2: (laughs) 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 Ah, the koosh. Pretty. Yeah.
0: Oh. Colonel O'Neill, you have a go. Godspeed. Easy for him to say.
4: You remember what happens here? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Just checking.
5: (laughs) It's actually the best part of the sequence. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. We're
1: all gonna do this together on three, right?
5: because the sequence is so terrible. Yeah.
1: One.
4: Two. Three. But it's deliberately terrible.
5: Which is the only reason it's funny.
4: And there they go. And,
5: and the strings are just hanging there.
4: The puppet strings had to be re-added because they weren't clear enough after they were shot.
1: Feels so stupid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Walter. Yeah. And... Uh, and there's Tilk.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: <laughs> yeah, that'll work. A whole movie made with puppets. Hey, I'm just Maybe saying. Maybe we can have Puppet O'Neill jump over a puppet shark on a one third scale motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you don't know the business like I do. I don't have any money, so I have to give the actors yeah, that's right. something else. <laughs> Figure trailers?
4: Now, I wonder if i a dig from
6: Amanda. No maybe Costs me nothing but no actor can refuse and what's that a good ego stroking
2: mm-hmm. okay so how do you stroke their ego
6: just for them in this draft there has to be something that makes them want to do this movie even if it's for scale
2: you know
8: we've been trying here that's true you're not listening I'm talking about a twist something
6: nobody's expecting you mean something like this yay
4: jack <laughs> jack Looking exceptionally well. Looking exceptionally thin compared to recent footage. Yes, well. <laughs>
2: wow, I don't think anyone will
3: see that coming.
6: Nope, there'll be spoilers.
3: Are you kidding? It'll be in the commercial.
4: Of course. <laughs> <laughs> it probably was in the commercial.
1: When it comes to fighting crime, there's only one man keeping the streets safe
2: while keeping it real. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Indeed. To P.I. Coming this fall.
6: I love it. Oh, this is...
5: Oh, that's terrible.
6: I'm just not sure if the network. But I'll pitch it to them next week, and and, and we'll we'll see what they think. <laughs> yeah. You don't say no to Theo. Yeah. <laughs> Talk later. You got Marty. So what brings you this way, sir?
1: What a guy can't just stop by from Malibu to say hi?
3: Malibu? From,
5: from Malibu? I
1: was there on business.
3: Exactly, sir. You're an Air Force General with enormous responsibilities.
1: Ostensibly, I just stopped by to see how you were doing with Marty.
2: Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, truth be known that, uh, lately I've been feeling a little... What? How do I say it?
2: Uh Oh.
3: It's okay to say that you missed us, sir.
1: No, not that. Like you have unfinished
2: business? Okay. Empty? You need closure.
1: And I have the perfect
8: thing. We're about to go on a mission to commemorate my two hundredth trip through the gate. <laughs> two hundred, you say? That's two hundred times he's
3: stepped through the gates or not actual missions.
1: To be honest, I wouldn't mind one last jaunt through the old orifice.
3: Orifice? Really?
1: <laughs> the orifice? <laughs> what? No. We call it that sometimes, don't we? No. <laughs> stupid
6: focus groups they hate the ending i have to think of something new
1: they could go fishing
4: yes jack Uh, just because that was your last episode
1: i mean after that anything else would seem
2: pointless and jack's cabin (laughs) now isn't that actually which is in the last episode we recorded isn't that actually rda's cabin oh no it's a location it's known as jack's cabin you weren't
1: there
6: So, what's the twist? No fish? No, I need something with more impact. Something more moving.
7: Everyone loves a wedding.
2: Of course. They have to throw in the wedding.
4: Of course. The theme tune played on a church organ?
5: (laughs) Walter's Uh crying.
4: (laughs) It's just a summer cold sir
8: bit if a white. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat>
6: <clears throat> you know, if she doesn't show,
2: people are going to think that you're higher. What?
4: Oh, look at her. already
2: so mean. Would that be Thor, or would that be one of the others? Possibly
4: one of the
1: others. Yay! nice entrance. Sorry, sir.
2: Carter. General. Jack.
6: Thank you. Shall we begin?
2: Yeah, you. Yeah, definitely.
5: I like it.
6: Yeah, right. If I want to torture the audience on purpose. The gate is back up and running. General.
1: General. Quick permission.
6: have my
2: ending and now they're in black uniforms although we, we still have 7 minutes
1: here's an idea Hank
2: Hank?
4: yes Hank Landry has anyone ever actually called him Hank? even his daughter?
5: Um, his daughter wouldn't
4: I've been known to refer to my dad that way
6: with it. Yeah, that's hey, it. Hey, Walter, come on, we're
5: all going. I don't have the right outfit. You look fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the right <laughs> outfit.
4: Nice. <laughs> yeah, but Walter's never been through the gate. No. Huh? No.
2: Oh, and there he's got the right uniform.
5: That
4: was quick. They mentioned it in episode one hundred. That he'd never been through the gate.
8: That's just three Waiting sir. The cake.
6: It's awesome. Balloons, streamers.
8: <laughs> All right, let's go check out the mysteries of P2C 106.
1: Hey, Marty, why don't you come with us? Maybe find a little inspiration for the end of your little movie. Um, I can't. I just heard from the studio the movie's been cancelled.
2: Oh, yeah, I do wish they would have actually made movies of SGA because there's so much more they could have done with that series yeah let's face it the final episode was just a joke yeah it was kind of like 200 in the joke laid at the end
4: mm. and ah ten years later yay That's probably the actual crew. uh, Mike would have more info on that. And it's more likely the actual set, too.
8: Everybody,
6: that is a wrap
1: on the 200th
6: episode! Nice job, everybody!
8: So, do you ever think a show like this would go on for 200?
6: Well, sure. What do you mean a show like this?
4: They've added grey to Marty's hair. Same ringtone. Same phone, really? That's highly unlikely.
6: Are you kidding? Hey everybody! Guess what? The movie's back on.
2: <laughs> that's probably yeah. That's probably the actual set there. Yeah.
6: Wow! Well, ten seasons, seven Saturn Awards for best uh, cable or syndication science fiction show.
4: Now this is just a pipe dream.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think first and foremost it has to do, you know, with the
5: writing. <laughs> of course, he's gonna say that.
1: <laughs> uh, Actually. Yeah. We don't take
6: ourselves. Too seriously.
5: Oh, writers are really great guys. All of them.
1: <laughs> Man, you yeah. know. Yeah, it's a bit of a boys club. The, the real challenge
5: was coming up with a, a good catchphrase.
2: Of course, we had to get Adelaide's into the 200th episode.
5: <laughs> of
4: course, you did. At least it's not Orgo.
5: <laughs> oh, no kidding. <laughs> that was so, you know, good.
1: It defined Colonel Danny. I just don't think they know what they want to do with my character.
4: Now oh, come on, every actor dreams of getting a meal ticket like this which runs this long.
2: Yeah. Because outside of soaps, not many shows do. And even with soaps, the characters are dying so quickly sometimes you don't expect to last more than a couple of years. And death is not permanent in a soap. True.
1: You know, a lot of people say he just kind of <laughs> phoned it in the, that last season. No. <laughs> yeah, well, that's ancient history. We don't talk about that around
4: here anymore. Now, is this a nod to Cliff Simon? It's more... I think it's meant to be Daniel. Yeah, yeah. I realise that. My understanding from what Chris tells me is that Michael only agreed to come back if they'd actually allow him to act. Uh-huh. Because after he came back, you saw episodes like Lifeboat.
5: Yeah.
6: That's true.
4: And if you've seen Saving Hope.
5: No, nope, still haven't.
6: I like bold. I'm fine with that. This production runs like a well-oiled machine and... Sure, that starts from the top, but, I mean, we all love the show. The uh, gaffers, the lighting guy, the uh, medic, the uh, makeup, uh, and the caterers. Uh, it's like a family. The writers were trying to come up with a,
2: a catchphrase. Uh... He's hung up on a stinking catchphrase. Did Jack have a catchphrase? I mean, I know Deel did. Indeed.
4: Yeah, we, we kind of dropped the idea of an Indeed count around mid-season five.
2: And that's actually when it started picking up. Seriously. Hmm. <laughs> It just hit me. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> just nothing but a blip scene. Yeah.
1: And we can get away with that, too, because it's cable. <laughs> you can't get there without the fans, right? I have to thank them. Got to thank specifically the ones that... The,
2: uh. Now, that would be more of a reference.
1: com. Have you seen this site? I mean, it's insane. Apparently, they get dozens of hits, a month, whatever, I think that's a lot.
2: Dozens of hits a month, <laughs> I can't say. I don't think it would have been here yet, but that's more of a reference to probably S.E.A. Hmm. and the saving of the Doctor there.
4: The chaos appeared to hate each other.
6: What I think really makes this show what it is, is the chemistry with the uh, cast.
4: Ah, special appearance, by.
6: Hold on, uh, stop tape. Who does he think he is? Will you tell that ungrateful little oh. f- bag to shove it up his? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let him try to get a job that pays this much.
4: Ah, Peter Louise.
6: You weren't rolling. Wait. Were okay. Um. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh yes. The cast.
1: That would be like a 19.
4: That's it. You good? All right. No start sequence, no
2: end sequence. All
1: right.
2: Hey, thanks. And this is probably my favorite line. Science fiction is an existential metaphor. It allows us to tell stories about the human condition. Isaac Asimov once said, "Individual science fiction stories may seem as trivial as ever to the blinder critics and philosophers of today, but the core of science fiction, its essence, has become crucial to our salvation." if we are to be safe at all. Oh, bless. It does strike true.
5: Mm.
4: And that was 200. Yes, it was. I don't know why do the letters seem to move up and down.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, was I was watching that on that. both our screens here. A little bit weird. You see moving letters? Uh-huh.
5: Yes. It's got to be an intentional effect.
2: That's not just me,
4: then.
5: Oh, dang it. We missed a perfect opportunity
4: there. Any closing thoughts?
5: The Word 200 was mentioned five times by the general cast, six times by Cam himself.
4: You've gone all research bunny on this episode, have <laughs> No,
5: I sat here and counted.
4: You actually counted while we were watching? Yes. Yes.
5: I had a paper and a pen, and every time Cam said it, I marked it down. And every time someone who wasn't Cam said it, I marked it down.
4: All oh, right. I don't want to be impressed or slightly scared.
5: Impressed. Always impressed.
4: Yes,
2: dear, of course, dear. Of course it should be impressive she did something meaningful.
5: For those of you who are wondering, that sound was, oh, uh, was Thomas getting slapped?
4: I was wondering if that was Thomas getting slapped, or was that was you just clapping and pretending to slap Thomas?
5: No, I actually slapped him.
4: That sounded painful. It was startling.
5: <laughs> Not that he'd ever admit it was painful.
4: I suppose it depends entirely on where she slapped him. Alan! Yes, I was speaking in complete innocence.
5: Right.
4: If your mind took it somewhere else, that is entirely your problem.
5: Anybody who listens to this podcast on a regular basis knows that you don't speak in cleat innocence.
4: I try.
0: No, you don't.
4: Yeah I do. At least I have the last three years or so. <laughs> so aside from physically assaulting Thomas <laughs>
1: Jack? Daniel, are you you? Yeah. You? What? I like the yellow ones Never mind
0: We got a voicemail from Brad this week for last week's Atlantis episode, Progeny Take it away, Brad
9: Greetings, Alan and Mike and my fellow Gatecast listeners Brad here once again from Australia Just want to chime in with some thoughts for last week's episode, Progeny And uh, I thought I'd record something just to save Mike three to four minutes of reading out my feedback on the Facebook page Really wish I hadn't missed this one But unfortunately, no, I wasn't Out driving the nation's highways, I was sleeping in bed as one day blends into the next. I forgot that the recording was on, so it's my fault I missed the episode. Nevertheless, that's what the season recapped for. I'm sure there'll be a lot more discussion on this episode when we get to there. But anyway, progeny. Here we are with a planet I can only describe as like Coruscant that we've never seen or heard about. Surely the Wraiths should have been there already, even if they get fought off or destroyed when they go there. There should still have been some sort of reference earlier on in one of the seasons. Just the Wraiths own, you're not the only people inhabiting in Atlantean City, something similar, but grants they might not have known that they were going to go in this direction to start with. And I remember it was a big controversy back in the day. A lot of people for and a lot of people against the fact that they've reintroduced the replicators into the second series. It took SG-1 seven years to rid the galaxy of the Milky Way replicators, even after they took human form. And here they are, essentially throwing them back into the mix again with a whole new origin, which seems to make sense. It's just odd two separate species, if you will, can evolve to the same point, although the replicators in Pegasus we meant to be in human form to start with so you can sort of differentiate between the two anyway and we get a great villain in Oberoff great actor and he does a good job playing the stone faced replicator charge and any time we get to see an alternate version where in this case the city's destroyed shows us what's possible and what can happen and it also gives the CGI team room to flex their muscles low and seeing a dozen or so rave ship coming to Atlantis to destroy it, I would have liked to see a dozen or so Aurora-class warships showing us they're really made of and taking out the city, cloak or shield notwithstanding. Which brings us to Oberoff's plan to destroy Atlantis. I'm not sure if it was mentioned somewhere in the episode whether he explained why they felt need to do it or if they even knew that the city hadn't been destroyed once it was emerged, if they had scouts, scouts check it out or... Having forbid, even better long range sensors that detect if the city is still in location or not. But it was discussed in the episode, either Alan or Mike, that if the most powerful warship that they have, why don't we just use that more often, even though yes, power is a main problem? And they probably don't have any warships built there for defence, which just seems odd that they'll take off, use the city as a warship. Again, it might be all they had the disposal at the time and even without knowing what comes next letting Rodney meddle around with their coding, you just know it's going to open up a can of worms for later on because we've seen it before and it should be about time that they learn that too good to be true is exactly that and if they think this is the end, oh, it's the last they've seen of the replicators and they're sorely mistaken. But anyway w be fought on Progeny moment, probably number one pick for season three of Atlantis and open the book for some great storytelling we're going to see in the future. That's for me for now, and I'll talk to you all next time. Bye-bye. Some good points made there by Brad,
0: and don't worry about missing the show. We appreciate the effort you make to record with us when it's the wee hours for you, and you will be joining us for another episode sooner rather than later. Adam Nelson over on our Facebook group posted on last week's episode that John had told Ronan to put his gun on stun before they went to the Saurons, since they were going there on a diplomatic mission and he didn't remember any visual indication of whether it was stun or kill, since the bulb on the back always glowed red or orange. You know, he's quite right. In the dialogue, you do hear John give the commands to Ronan before they visit the planet, and then after they escape. It just seems strange that Ronan would be using stun after they were captured, especially when it had proven ineffective. Gate Tech Alpha 6? Ah, Progeny. A big turning point away from the Wraith towards a more powerful enemy, although they are replicators, but still derived from the ancients and have that knowledge and technology, which makes them very powerful and pesky buggers hard to kill. We get some great episodes that stem from this one, and you can't wait to watch them all. Five star episode. Miles McCoughlin wrapped up that thread with the post, things get more interesting with the Pegasus Galaxy Replicators. And you know what, I have to agree, it does shake things up, and we will see a lot more of them to come. Thanks everybody for the feedback, much appreciated as always, and if you want to get in touch with us, and we certainly hope you do, you can find us at these places. You can make use of our contact forms over on gatecast.co.uk and our email address is gatecastpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook and Google Plus and on Twitter we are at thegatecast, which is one word. iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio carry our feeds and you can also manually add it to any podcatcher that takes your fancy. We also have an additional RSS feed which has every episode iTunes currently holds, I believe, the last 25 or so. Those links can be found on our website. And speaking of iTunes, uh, thank you very much to Alex Felix, who gave us a five-star iTunes review over on the US store. The title was A+. All I have to say is that Gatecast is one of the best Stargate podcasts out there. If anyone is not subscribed to them, subscribe, because you will not regret it. Thank you very much, Alex. We also got a few extra ratings, I noticed, although they can't be attributed to anybody in particular. Pity about that. If you do, leave us an iTunes review or rating. Drop us a line and let us know, because we'd like to give you a shout-out. OK, then. Let's get back to the show.
5: Come
4: That was episode 200, Stargate, season 10, episode 6. Next week, we will be covering Stargate Atlantis, entitled, he said, tapping rapidly at the keyboard, on the next Stargate
1: Atlantis, Dr. Weir wakes to a new reality.
3: i on Earth? Yes. When did I get back?
1: Dr. Weir, you never left. But if it was all a dream...
3: Something or someone is trying to communicate with me.
0: Why is she living a nightmare? Go
3: away! Atlantis is real, and I will get back there.
0: You leave me no other choice. Richard Dean Anderson stars next time on Stargate Atlantis.
4: that's a wrap thank you Thomas thank you Adriana for joining me and it's goodbye from me
0: and it's you you from me bye you've been listening to the Gatecast hosted by Alan and Mike join us at gatecast.co.uk Stargate Forever <laughs>